Hello, everyone, and welcome. I want to welcome you to the Money Breakthrough Summit for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. This is Helene Harris, and I'm so glad you decided to join us. I really appreciate that you're here. And I'm excited to be telling you about our knowledgeable and powerful healer and teacher that we have with us today, Michelle Mayor. And she's going to be telling us all about taming that not good enough monster. And I know many of us have had that. I've worked with that much of my life, so believe me, I get it. And before I bring Michelle on, what I'd like to do is do just a brief relaxation process to get us all together and to get you ready and open to really be available for what she's offering you, not only her knowledge, but she's going to do a wonderful healing process. I know you're going to get so much out of later. All right, so let's surround ourselves with light. Surround you with light. And breathe in a beautiful golden white light from above your head. And feel it coming down, down, in through the crown of your head. And as you breathe in, breathe in that beautiful light. And on the out breath, breathe out any stress or tension you may have had today or the previous days. And feel that beautiful light beginning to relax the muscles in your face and jaw and neck and shoulders. And just feel that light beginning to move down your arms and hands and into your body, into your torso, your heart, moving down your whole torso to your gut and all the way down your legs and feet. And I always like grounding because I find that makes us much more available, especially when we're talking about money. So let's imagine grounding cords, either tree trunk or grounding cords, from the soles of your feet all the way down, down, down to the very center of the earth. All right. And I suggest you call in your guides if you work with any or a prosperity council or business team and ask them to guide you and prepare you to gain the most information and learnings and healing from our call today for your highest good. All right, and now I want to welcome Michelle. Hello, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, Elaine. I'm really excited to be here. I'm just coming out of that beautiful um, centering meditation that you just gave. That was just wonderful. Well, thank you. I know it was brief, but I want to hear more from you today. So, you know, Michelle Mayor, people, she's a channel for the divine feminine energies of love and a visionary founder of Heal the Healer Global Community of Healers and Lightworkers with members from over 100 countries. And she's in partnership with the divine, which you know everyone by now. That's what I love. And she co-creates powerful energetic shifts, helping people to transcend their issues, limiting beliefs and energetic blockages, and to raise their vibration. And I think by now everyone knows we have to raise our vibration to really call in money in abundance. And she is the author of the forthcoming book, Embraced by the Divine, Inspirational Women's Stories of Hope, courage and transformation and we're going to talk a little bit more about it at the end of the call now michelle travels extensively to power places around the world teaching and doing light activation work and in 2012 she received the high vibration isis healing of love energy healing system for personal and planetary healing as a powerful energetic download from the higher realms and now teaches this system widely and i've gotten to experience it and i think she's great of course, I love her. And her private global clientele includes royalty, a mining company CEO, university faculty dean, a resort owner, a Buddhist priest, and a Catholic nun, to name just a few of them. And she specializes, really specializes, in spiritual healing and Isis healing of love and hypnotherapy. And Michelle has worked in private practice as a healer since 1995 in Melbourne and abroad. And in 2010, she ran a successful global conference, Breakthrough to Abundance for Healers. 
Hey, that's not so far from our topic, Michelle. <laughs> no, that's right on, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I want to welcome you here today. Thank you. And I just want to make a little mini note here. Um, unfortunately, the name that I trademarked a couple of years ago of Isis Healing of Love. Uh, now, of course, there is a, you know, a terrorist group called ISIS. There is zero, zero, zero relationship. Oh, they are totally the <laughs> opposite, like opposite extremes. And it's like, you know, what, what are the chances of that happening? Something that's about beauty, love, um, you know, being uh, having a similar kind of name. So I just wanted to set the record absolutely straight on that one. I didn't even think of that. And yes, I heard that on the news recently. I, I cringed the first time I heard that. I said, no, no, any other name, not that, not that. Anyway, you know, these things happen, I guess. I guess so. They really do. It's just pretty shocking when they do. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and yeah, okay, how you well, came to do what you're doing? I'm always interested in that. Yeah, look, you know, obviously that could be a whole uh, thing oh, in itself, so I'll just keep it really, really brief. I mean, I, I started off, I had some very powerful um, spiritually awakening experiences, uh, one of them in particular involving my deceased mother, where she appeared to me uh, as, you know, physically as somebody standing right next to me. Um, mm. The communication was telepathic. She gave me some very powerful messages, and that, that was very pivotal, pivotal in... Uh, starting me in this work. Um, I also lived for two years on the tropical island of Nauru, which is right on the equator in the Central Pacific. That was profoundly life-changing, profoundly life-changing. Mm -hmm. And as a result of a near-death experience there, I resolved to uh, to basically support the planet and her people in whatever way I was called to. So there's been a lot of, okay, if this is the work that I'm being called to do, show me the way, show me what it is. A lot of divine or connecting to the divine, opening up to receive divine guidance uh, to show me what I'm supposed to do. So right. for... Uh, you know, for the last 20 years, I have done private healings. Um, a lot of them in Melbourne, but I do see clients around the world through the wonders of Skype and international phone hookups. So that's been a huge plus to my business. Um, you know, for, for a long time, I just, I guess, potted along as a suburban healing practitioner. But I was running annual spiritual Egypt tours and. Uh, which I loved. I've always had this very close connection to ancient Egypt. And in one of them in particular, inside the King's Chamber of the Great Pyramid, I had very intense experience with this amazing group of healers who had been part of the, the tour group that I'd organized. And from that point onwards, I knew that my life was going to shift very radically, mm. although I didn't know how. didn't get that information at the time. Um, and it took a couple of years of, I guess, one might say experimenting with different modalities and things to try and of figure course. out what it was exactly I was supposed to be doing. And then um, I had quite a nasty accident, broke my shoulder, and realized that I, a lot of what I was doing before, which was burning me out, I just had to let go of, I, and I had no other option but to let go of, of it. And it, it came to me to just take my business online to make it global, um, which I did, and it's been that has been completely life changing from being, you know, little suburban healing practitioner oh, yeah, to actually yeah, having yeah. a really global business and seeing clients around the world, and I love it. I, you know, I get to meet all these fun, um, interesting, exciting people and uh, I have some of the most brilliant clients. I, I love, 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 love the work that I do. And, you know, I've gone from that area of being in a state of, um, you know, struggle, push, fighting, you know, trying to make things happen desperately, you know, according to mm. the vision from my ego mind, to allowing a lot more ease and grace and flow and right. working on deepening my connection to the divine every single day. And I'd like to say that I've got that all perfect and everything's <laughs> great and I'm always in that state of grace and flow and ease. And <laughs> No, there's still quite a bit of oscillation backwards and forwards, but you know, I'm definitely getting more into the ease, grace and I flow and that less out of the struggle and push. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah still working on that one. Yeah, so that's sort of basically how I got into this business. And I guess the 
one of the reasons that I'm passionate about talking about this, you know, taming the not good enough monster, which I'm saying, obviously, you know, tongue in cheek, it's a bit, bit of an affectionate term that I use, is because <laughs> I love it. The, this whole low self-esteem thing um, affects probably, according to a number of reports, about 85% of the population. So, you know, if for many people it's like this hidden shame that we're dealing with, and of course shame is probably the lowest vibration that you can have. Yes, it and is. it's not talked about nearly as much as it should be. So I want to just, you know, address the elephant in the room that holds so many people back from having a prosperous uh, business and, you know, satisfying career and being of the, the highest service that they can be and, you know, having a really abundant uh, lifestyle as well. So how has a not good enough monster influenced you? I, I know it's affected me, even though I didn't call it by such a great name. <laughs> well, actually, when I got the title for this, I asked the angels, I said, you know, guys, what would you like me to call this interview? And they just gave me that. And I said, yeah, I like that. That's cute. So <laughs> that's how the name came for the interview. So where all my good stuff comes from, I just ask for the high guidance and it comes through, which is great. Um, yeah, look, this... The, the not good enough monster for me, I think, started um, probably in my really early childhood. And, I, I'm, you know, mm, obviously yeah. I've done heaps and heaps and heaps of work around this. And, and before age five, all of us, basically, we just soak up things that we hear um, and form beliefs about those based on, well, basically faulty assumptions, based on very limited uh, resources that we have to make sense of our world. So it's just absorbed by the subconscious like a sponge. And for me, I know now as an adult that, you know, my dad loved me deeply, you know, really cared for me, and he viewed his role as the provider. So, you know, we never went without uh, in terms of, you know, having food on the table and that kind right. of thing. And, you know, he worked hard and he built his own company from the ground up. But for me, as a little, you know, three-year-old or whatever, all I saw was that my dad was never around and that on the times when he was around, he actually wanted to be by himself. In fact, I know now he was avoiding the wrath of my mother, which was very prevalent. There was a lot of dysfunction in mm. the marriage. Um, but, you know, for me as a little girl, I've felt that as a rejection. I felt that he didn't love me enough. So therefore, maybe, maybe, you know, the thought went, if I just, you know, if I was, a, well, when I was a little bit older, if I was a better student, if I, uh, you know, got better grades, if I did more good things, you know, then he'd notice me more and then maybe he'd love me. And, you know, I mean, that sounds really sad saying it, you know, like well, that. No, it doesn't. That's, because that's sort of really common. It's so common. It's very common. I mean, I had it more with my mother. You had it more with your father. Some people have it with both. But I'm finding most people I work with have a version of that. Yeah, and that's why I'm bringing that up. I mean, that's why I'm sharing some really, you know, deep and raw kind of, of stuff because I feel that it will... This uh, stuff that people can relate to that can sort of trigger an awareness within them of, oh, yeah, wow, oh, okay, you know, that kind of aha moment. So that's why I'm sharing. And for me, that uh, uh, that um, not good enough monster has been probably my constant companion um, in my business for, you know, much of my journey. And oh dear. It, has, it, it keeps sort of rearing its ugly head, so to speak, at various levels, like, uh, you know, when you first want to start off in business is all this you know not good enough fear self-doubt anxiety worry comes up around you know can you can't you blah 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 then okay hopefully you get through that and then you reach another pivotal moment in your business as it develops stepping up to the next level and then you get another layer of you know the self-doubt and the not good enoughs coming up so it, it's not something that you get over once and it's gone you probably find that it will repeat in various cycles but it's much easier to recognize when you're going into that phase of the not good enough monster so that that's really been my experience now um, I also think that there are levels in it I mean for you know, sometimes for some people, I mean, what it did to me, it's, it forced me to try to become a perfectionist and a, a very good workaholic, which is oh, very yeah, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about that, too, later on. So you, oh. you, you beat that one to me. Uh, you beat that one. Uh, yeah, that whole perfectionist thing. Um, oh, it's a killer. 
it's a killer and you know there are two sides of that coin there's the the perfectionist um versus the procrastinator and they're, they're yes. actually even though they sound like two completely different things they're both part and parcel of the same thing because often the procrastinator right. is the one who has the underlying perfectionist tendencies mm-hmm. and therefore they they undergo that paralysis about even starting something important because <sighs> They want it to be abs- they want everything to be absolutely perfect, and I can say that not as the observer out there, but as someone who has has lived that like you know for me mm-hmm. um, one of the big things that i I did I, I know now and I can laugh about it, but uh, you know even uh, quite a while back now where I first started sending out a monthly newsletter to uh, my client database i it would often take me a week to actually get from the beginning of the newsletter to sending it out because I would go back and I would edit and re-edit and re-edit and re-edit and re-edit some more and change things around and delete things. And I was really going into that paralysis um, of having to have everything completely perfect before it went out. And then nine times out of ten, there'd still be something or there'd be some glitch and something wouldn't be working properly. And I But I was so paralyzed by that. Oh. And I know you, you want to take kind yourself of in the <laughs> Oh, I know how that goes, unfortunately oh. or fortunately, I don't know. <laughs> and the other, other part too, which was obviously at sort of a, a high vibrational level, which is it's a funny story now, but it wasn't at the time. And that was... When I first was going to start Heal the Hill and I employed a marketing manager to help me with this and uh, one of the things that he said was to get the attention of the people that I inter- wanted to interview because I wanted to interview top name influential people. I didn't want to you know, start at the bottom and you know, I was a nobody on the world stage. You know, I knew <laughs> that. I wasn't under any illusions. So um, I wanted to do something different to get the people's attention. So my marketing manager said, okay, well, instead of just sending an email to them, you know, asking if they'd like to speak on your tele-summit, uh, do personalized videos for each of the speakers that you'd like to invite. So it's it's got a really personal feel. They get to see you. They get to see your passion and wow. so on. And you know what? That sounded great, but I went, oh, I can't do that. I hate being visible. (laughs) And I went through four months of procrastination around that four whole months, and I was in so much agony and stress over these videos. And, you know, it was all, okay, well, perhaps I'll just leave it for uh, a month or so, and I'll lose a few kilos. Yeah, I can do that. Um, And then, oh, this camera's not very good, is it? I better, better... get a better camera that you know would give a better quality video on wow. oh, the background's not great oh the lighting's all wrong and you know it was like on and on, on and on, on, and on. on. <laughs> four months I did get to do it and eventually um, I got a really positive response after having done that but it took so much getting out of my own way to do that so yeah that that procrastination perfectionist uh tendency is is so much characteristic of the the not good enough monster hard at work very hard at work day and night yeah <laughs> like for me in preparing this whole summit day and night <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh how difficult do you think it was for you to stand up and proudly be authentic and and share your own special healing gifts Look, initially it was incredibly difficult. I'm a very private kind of person, which oh. probably people, you know, listening to me on tele seminars and things don't necessarily realise that. So for me to actually, you know, step out there raw and authentic and express, you know, myself warts and all and own <laughs> my healing and gifts and own what I do instead of mumbling something vaguely about working in natural therapies because it's more, you know, socially acceptable. Um, it, it took a lot of effort on my part. At, at first, it was almost easier to emulate other people that I admired. But then, uh, you know, people listening to you or dealing with you know that you're not quite in your authenticity if you're doing that. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, people will pick that up at subtle levels. So for me, it was like I just had to take the plunge at some point and I had to just come out and say I'm a spiritual healer. I specialize in working with the angels. And, you know, if if people looked at me as though I was completely loopy, 
so be it. I, I had to own that that's what I do. And I know, you know, I know who I am. I know I'm actually a very grounded person, or, you know, despite having the, the connection to the higher realms. I had right. to own that I have the ability to do things that most people um, don't have and that I don't know how I do it. I just do it. And if someone asks me to explain how I do it, I really can't tell them exactly. Um, I mean, I guess my greatest thing is that I've spent 20 years of spiritual discipline each day of, uh, you know, developing my abilities, my awareness of deepening my connection with the divine. So, you know, as you do, things naturally open up and unfold. But for me to actually step into that and say, you know, just, just proudly in my heart-centered space, uh, you know, I'm a... a a spiritual, uh, an angel guided spiritual healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay, and clinical hypnotherapist as well. But I work, you know, my, my forte is the energy healing. It's always been the energy healing. Uh, yeah, very, very, very difficult. Um, and you know, there's a lot of, uh, especially too for healers, to come out and stand proudly in the authentic you as a healer. Um, or you know related kind of therapist there's often a lot of past life stuff that needs oh, to be cleared yes. a, a lot of a lot of have, that oh yeah a lot of us have had uh, many lifetimes of persecution for <laughs> being healers for having healing oh gifts. yes it and, you know, stops, it stops you bringing it out to the world oh yeah because you've got these soul memories of being really scared that you know it could cost you your life terror, you terror actually comes up. express who you are <laughs> terror totally I do remember that yeah, so, you know, I've, I've had to clear through a whole lot of those. Um, and that, you know, that really initially that held me back terribly because I was scared, one might say, if I can use that expression to, you know, to step out. And I, I was hiding behind all these these masks as, you know, sort of natural therapist or, you know, whatever, just, you know, not, not saying outright what I did. Uh, I'm, I'm I well and truly over that now. I hid what I did. <laughs> yeah, somebody said how you can. Yeah. <laughs> because I figured they'd lock me up with the, with my clients. <laughs> Not saying my clients were even locked up, but it's like, oh, I hear hear voices inside. Oh yeah, well, of course, you know, that's that's something you don't say in general public, isn't it? In general conversation, not because really. they will think, really. oh yeah, well, this one's psychotic, isn't she? Yeah, and not yeah. thirty five years ago, you didn't. Mm, that's right. <laughs> that and was even a long now, time I mean, ago, still, at least. We you still know, have now to be. it's a lot more acceptable to have inner guides. Exactly. But, you know, we still have to pick and choose the, the company in which we share a lot of this information with, um, uh, you know, especially um, men That's that are, so have any issues with men. I have a lot of gorgeous male clients. There are a lot of men uh, out there in the, the general population, though, who anything like this, well, this is just, you know, this is wacky. She's off in la-la land, you know, oh, that's rubbish. And But then they can't quite get it that I have a science degree as well. And, you know, I've done masters oh, that's, that's uh, in um, modern Greek literature and things like that, and I've got no Greek background whatsoever. And, you know, so I've actually got a very academic background. Um, but, yeah, so there's, they can't make the match, and yet actually it's a really they good can't match. They can't pull the world together. quantum science or quantum physics, so... Yeah. It's really coming together now in our world, in our planet. Mm. It's much more connected for people. Yeah, yeah. I'm and seeing that, and they're much more aware of it. Yeah, and I think people are feeling much freer to admit that they're more aware of it and seeking out the company of like-minded people actively to to embrace this more and more. Uh, you know, I used to have a lot of clients come to me, and on their first session they'd sit in the the chair and the first thing they'd say would be you'll probably think I'm crazy but, but yes <laughs> and and you know what I mean and um you know then you knew that okay they'd been having some interesting spiritual stuff happening they right. really needed to talk to someone who might understand what was going on might be able to explain what was happening so that's why they were guided to me yeah well it's a good thing you were available for those people and mm. oh they just find me they've always yeah. just found me that's so wonderful. So what do you think are some of the signs or the telltale signs that someone may have an inner not good enough monster lurking in their business? Okay, well, we've talked about the perfectionism and the right. procrastination one, which is huge. That's you know one of the key things. If you find yourself 
um, knowing that you should market your business and you know, finding a zillion and one other things to do first before you market your business. Mm. Probably the not good enough monster, uh, you know, because of that fear of being oh, exposed. So, you know, if you go, if you're the kind of person who has an mm. important task to do, which involves putting yourself more, or can potentially put yourself out there more prominently, and you find yourself checking your emails umpteen times a day, or mm. let's just go and check what's happening on Facebook. Is there anything interesting? Um, oh, well, there's a little task. Well, let's get that one out of the way. And then you look at the time and, oh, okay, well, look, you know, there's probably not enough time left today to do that marketing task. I'll leave it for tomorrow yeah yeah that's okay look I'll do it tomorrow and tomorrow comes and it's the same pattern over and over and over so if you've got that kind of thing going on um, yeah definitely look at that little you know not good enough monster working away in the background um, a- another thing too which is really really common is that the you know the, the lack of confidence about starting often just starting a new business um, let alone actually taking it to higher and higher levels and this can manifest in in such ways as feeling that well when you've learned this new modality then you'll be right to to start your work but until Ah. then you don't have enough skill set to actually you know start seeing clients so just wait until you you've actually done this new training and then then everything will be right and then of course you do the new training and you're not that confident about using it so then you look for okay well perhaps I know what I need to do I need to do a program on such and such so maybe you purchase something on the internet or download a few audios or whatever okay well when I've mastered this then I'll be ready to do the business or I'll take it out to the next level or whatever and so on and so on so if you find yourself just constantly feeling the need to um, you know learn more modalities learn more programs do more stuff and you're not actually moving forward that's the you know that's the key thing to be looking at then know that the not good enough monster is alive and well and holding you back from starting (laughs) i mean basically it comes to a point you just have to plunge in somewhere and you know you either sink or swim and that's how most of us get into it um you know initially um, so what else is Well, there? you know, I think you're so right about that. One of my clients was telling me she had like 10 different certifications, and then she was asking me, do I certify people? And I said, uh, I do, but I don't think you need that. That's not your issue. <laughs> That's right. That's not the problem. And, no, you know, it's not. It actually hides as you keep getting more certificates. I mean, I can understand one or two, occasionally three, but you really don't need 10 or 15. No, you don't. And also something I discovered a long time ago too is that the clients that we see at any particular developmental level we're on, whether we've just started our, our business or whether we're you know, well down the track with it, they will be in alignment with the vibration that we're giving out. So, you know, for instance yeah. when I started my business which was part time after my real job that, you know, paid the, the good money um, that you know, I, I did for a, a little while. I was combining the two. I would get clients coming to me, and it would be for easy things. It would be because they were stressed and they needed some relaxation or something like that. It wasn't anything too heavy. Um, obviously, as I've gone on, I've got a lot of very uh, you know heavy issues with clients, but I've also had the skill set that I've been able to deal with that. So I know that that builds up over time. You don't have to have all that in place right from the beginning. And another that's a very thing. good point. You can take yes. it a step at a time. Mm. In fact, that's really the only way it does work. <laughs> oh, it is, absolutely. Otherwise, you'd never get started. You just wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got started if I hadn't just taken that plunge. It was like being on the high diving board and you know, know. saying, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do it now. Even if someone has to give a push from behind. <laughs> I think uh, that's why we need hand-holding and why we help others. Oh, totally, yeah. That's I know why that's we why do you it. do it, why I do it. Absolutely, because we're supporting those, like the next generation coming up right. um, of healers and so on, to be able to step in and own their work that they do. You know, there's another thing, too, that's very um, common, and I've been you know, guilty of this in the past a number of times, of when you have a healing business and you're seeing clients, do you 
remember all the amazing feedback that you've got from people um, about <laughs> how well you've done and you know how it's transformed their life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is that what you remember first and foremost in your mind, or do you remember the you know perceived failures that you have, where you know the client, um, the one who said it, something negative? That's right. You know, <laughs> that's right. And like you know, you might have say one or two of those a year, but do you remember those more than all the um, you know, great clients that you had who had amazing results. You know, and the the ones who didn't get the result, maybe they, uh, you know, just wanted you to wave a magic wand in front of them and Some fix do. it all for them magically, uh, which of course we don't do. Maybe you gave. I them... keep trying, but you know, I tell them they'll be on my list when I get there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, we're still working on the magic wand thing, but I don't think that's happening anytime soon. But it can also be that you know the the um, clients themselves haven't been accountable for the fact that they didn't do, um, you know, some exercises yeah. or processes or things that you asked them to do in between sessions, and they didn't do it, and they expected to get results, and they didn't get the results, and it, it doesn't it. work that way. So there's, there's a lot of uh, stuff. Um, and I, Look, I've got a whole lot of these. I think the prep, I'm just... Uh, what about, about some what? of the, your favorite strategies for dealing with the layers of the not good enough feeling so that people can be more abundant in their business and life. Can what I just some of your Can I just add one one little quick one which I think is really really important before I, I move on to answering sure. the favorite strategies question. Um is you know when you're not good enough monsters at work when you are afraid to rise, raise your prices when you don't ah. have clear boundaries with your clients when for instance you will um, maybe see a client at the weekend when normal and when you know you don't normally see clients at the weekend, or you'll answer a phone call from a client after hours when it's your actual private time, um, or when you're so desperate to be liked that with uh, you send out a vibration of neediness of you know desperation mm. to please, and this is actually like. A, a light bulb for potential clients. Either it repels them completely because they don't want to come to somebody to help them and that person is needy themselves, or they see that as, aha, this person is wearing this big label, take advantage of me. So they'll come and you'll find that you're offering, uh, you're forced into offering discounts that you didn't want to offer, or maybe you're going overtime with that client uh, or any client for that matter, and you're not charging them for that extra time. So these are all things where you don't have clear boundaries and people can twist you very easily uh, into doing mm, things very that they want one, from you. Mm, that's why I just wanted to add Very that, critical, that's, actually, because yeah, I see this happening a great deal. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and you know, I used to, I used quite to do a bit it. Of it. Yeah. Yep, used to do it in the good old days, but not now. It's like, okay, yeah. these are my boundaries and these are what you work within. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but, you know, th this is how I, I operate. So, okay, well, getting on to your um, question about some of my favorite strategies. Mm -hmm. Look, self-love is by far and away the most critical piece into taming this not good enough monster. Um and I'm saying not good enough monster. This is, is not a monster. This is actually a part of you which is trying to protect you, is trying to look after you, to stop you from um, risking making a fool of yourself, yeah. being humiliated, um, you know, failing, those kind of things. So it's not a bad part of you, but it's a part of you that's probably been operating since early childhood so the strategies that were okay for early childhood it's now time to do an upgrade so we need to talk mm -hmm. to this um, you know not good enough monster and just say thank thank this part of us for everything that he or she has done to help us to help keep us safe to help protect us to help look after us but say that that was great for then. It's been great up till now, but now you're ready to just step out a little bit. You're ready, you know, you're, you're an adult now. You're ready to extend yourself, to try new things, and, you know, you feel a lot more confident now about doing so. So encourage the not good enough monster to go, for instance, from, you know, a big roaring lion to a little 
soft pussy cat, you know, because <laughs> this, this part of you needs love too. There's a a part of this good, not good enough monster, such mm. as you know, holding that um, a, a trauma from childhood of not feeling loved. Uh, this part of you needs to feel loved, so you can imagine embracing that part of the um, not good enough monster. Just embracing that part in love, just holding that part in love. I think it makes a big difference. I think it. It right. makes a big difference, yeah. and this is a strategy. And when that part feels loved, it will relax and release. And it, it you know, if you're very, very visual with this very in touch with energy you may even get a sense of this part just shrinking down and being all oh, little soft and gentle like a pussycat or maybe even just going to sleep and you're not trying to reject or get rid of or deny this part you're embracing that part in love and that is so key to actually transforming that part as any other part of you, what you know, we popularly called our shadow side. Don't mm-hmm. reject it, don't deny it, but actually embrace those parts in love and they will let go of the energetic charge when they feel loved. So self-love, um, putting yourself up higher on your list or at the top of your list of priorities, all aspects of um, loving yourself, that is so critical to moving through the issues with the not good enough monster. Um, well, I so agree with you. It's really about developing the ability for self-love. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, we all know that, uh, you know, bullies at school, for instance, uh, with a, a large number of them, underneath there's this overwhelming need to be loved. They feel very insecure, but it comes out as this, um, you know, sort of not socially acceptable kind of behavior. And it's it's sort of, you know, a similar analogy to this not good enough monster. And Another way too, which I think is really, really important uh, for dealing with the layers of not feeling good enough, is surround yourself with positive people. Yeah. Uh, if, if you've got people in your network, you know, friends, for instance, who are the the, uh, the glass half empty kind of mentality, let them go. You don't need anybody pulling you down vibrationally. You don't need energy vampires draining your energy <laughs> from you. You want people around you who are bright and positive and who are uplifting and who support your your dreams and your passions. Maybe they don't understand them, but at least they support you and encourage you uh, rather than trying to drag you down and sort of saying, oh, no, when are you going to get a real job kind of thing? Um, so, you know, for instance, a really good business strategy is find a, a mastermind group or start a mastermind group of uh, people who are well matched in terms of what they're interested in, in terms of their passion to succeed and work together, have a safe, supportive community that you can be within to really buoy each other up and be there to support each other through the rough times. That that has been incredibly important with me, with the mastermind group that I'm in, with a, a group of lovely, lovely ladies. And, you know, we've all had our meltdowns in our, our mastermind group and, and we've all managed to pick each other up and, and work with business strategies and things to propel each other forward. So that's that's really, really important. Just let go of the negative... Um, soul-destroying kind of people in your life and if they happen to be family members well perhaps just distance yourself from them a bit um, and the other thing that the, the third um, thing that I, I really like as a, a strategy too is take baby steps um, yeah. you know it, it's you don't have to go from zero to a six-figure business overnight despite what a lot of the marketing out there would have you believe that you can I haven't actually come across anyone yet who's done that in reality. Not overnight, or maybe it's not overnight, overnight after 20 years. That's <laughs> right, years. yeah. It only took 20 years to be an overnight success. You know? <laughs> so take baby steps. It's like you know that, that old um, saying, how do you eat an elephant? One step at a time. So mm-hmm. don't wait until you think that you've got everything perfect, whether that's your skill set or your website's tweaked to perfection or your confidence is right up there at the top um, before you make a start with your business, just just plunge in and just get started somewhere. And, you know, for me, the, the, the critical point was where I left um, quite a high-paying job in the corporate world to have my daughter and I could have gone back to that job, which I hated with a 
a passion you cannot imagine every oh, single yeah, minute I was there. <laughs> Or and you know have a secure income, or I could take what had been a part-time business, which was my healing business, and just take the plunge, jump off the cliff, the diving board, whatever you like, and and make that my business. And that was what I chose to do. And if I had to make that decision again, yeah, I'd make exactly the same decision again because the the job that I had before it was destroying my soul. And I'm yeah, sure there are a lot of that. people That's listening exactly to the what course. Happened. Yeah, you it, quit it, a corporation. I quit a secure teaching job when I was a single mom with two kids and my ex-husband stopped paying child support and that's when I left teaching and and even with tenure I quit and became a therapist full-time yeah and And you wouldn't have done anything else and think of all the people that you've you know worked with I had to do it I was called to do it that's right it's a calling and when that calling is strong enough you and you're trying to ignore that calling, it, it will progressively get louder and louder and louder mm-hmm. and you will feel yourself propelled into action. And eventually, if you don't do anything about it, you will get the holy four by two, which may be being made redundant, for instance. Maybe there's a life-transforming um, event that takes place that means that what you were clinging on to before as your security is suddenly taken away from you. So it, it opens up the, the door to actually stepping into what you're really supposed to be doing. Oh, I definitely find that two by four happens if you don't listen to the little nudges that you're getting. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, well, and it can I, I come with illness, a car accident, a divorce, uh, uh, something happening to a child, heaven forbid, uh, parents, all kinds of different crises occur for you to uh, get it. <laughs> so I suggest if you're feeling nudges about wanting to succeed and go into healing and do more of it, that you listen to them. Yeah, before so, you get the holy four yes. by two. I, I got the, the holy, holy four two by, by two. four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the other thing too is, is part of that, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time and the taking baby steps is just challenge yourself each day to just stretch just a little bit outside your comfort zone or just stretch your comfort zone a little bit wider and that can be something um you know as simple as for instance you know on Facebook for instance starting uh, you know the people that you admire most on Facebook uh who are aligned with the kind of work that you are that are already doing or want to be doing start for instance you know liking some of their co- uh, their posts commenting on some of their posts maybe even you know messaging them directly establishing uh you know a, a conversation getting to know more people widening your circle and though you'll very soon find that those things which at first felt incredibly uncomfortable to you and way out of your comfort zone if you just work each day just stretching that little comfort zone uh, you know just moving just a fraction out of that comfort zone each day to stretch it progressively wider those things that felt difficult at first become simple very soon and you get to the point where your comfort zone becomes very very wide so you can do all sorts of things that you never thought you'd be able to and that's within complete comfort and you don't um get the uh, you don't sort of stir up that not good enough monster either because you know he or she can cope with little baby steps quite easily i think you're so right you know you were telling me before that you have one of your hallmark loving guided meditations to lead us through today to help the listeners release fears about stepping through their conscious and, and into their conscious business and up level it and make a bigger impact would you like to do that now? Yeah, I'd love to do that. I love doing the meditations. Okay. Um, so first of all, I love listening to yours. Thank you. For anybody who is on the call, who is maybe driving a car, operating machinery, or you know doing something else where they need to maintain full alertness, I suggest that you come back and listen to this meditation later on when you're in a space where you can just relax and fully embrace this. Um, also, if anybody out there has any form of psychotic uh, illness or suffers from grand mal epilepsy, um, right. yeah, probably wouldn't. Uh, listen to this there is a very very small chance that it could trigger an episode just because we're working in an altered brainwave frequency here so those the little you know provisos I put up front as a good clinical hypnotherapist training that I have (laughs) and um, apart from that so just getting yourself nice and comfortable now 
and just starting to breathe nice and deeply and if it's convenient for you if you're guided to just place one hand on your heart and the other hand on your belly and as you're breathing deeply now we're doing some belly breathing so the idea is that your belly will be moving up and down with the breath far more than the hand that's over your heart so that will be staying relatively still whereas the hand over your belly will be moving up and down and if you don't have your hands over your heart and your belly that's okay just focus on your belly doing most of the breathing for you so we're just going to breathe in and expand that belly and then as you breathe out just pushing the air out from the belly first just continuing for a few cycles of this And just notice how easy and effortless it is for that body to relax deeply with nothing more than the breath. Just allowing the deepening of the breath to whatever level is comfortable for you. We now invite in each person's support crew from the higher realms. And calling forth my whole support crew, calling forth everybody's support crew from the higher realms. So it's getting pretty crowded in here. And calling forth the energies of the Divine Feminine, calling forth Archangel Michael, and calling forth all the highest vibration beings of light and love that want to assist in deepening the process here today. We thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And what if you could feel the loving energy of the Divine that's flowing through you, entering from your crown chakra if you could feel this loving energy what would it feel like to allow yourself to feel into this what does this loving energy of the divine feel like what does it look like what does this energy of divine love look like Whatever you get is okay. And what color would it be if you could see it? What is this color of divine love? Just continue. It's breathing now, breathing the energy of the divine into the heart. And allowing it to rest there, just allowing this divine love energy flowing in through the crown chakra and filling the heart, filling the heart space too. Just feeling that heart energy expanding as this heart energy continues to expand can see or get a sense of this heart chakra now opening up like a soft pink lotus with petals just opening up wide opening that heart chakra and as that heart chakra opens really wide it's as if you can see right down inside it and you can reach down down into the depths of that heart bundle up all those fears and limiting beliefs that have been trapped in the heart those ones that have kept you stuck limited in any way or afraid to express your talents and your skills it's the authentic you and especially those fears and limiting beliefs around not being good enough not being valuable enough not being lovable just hand those fears just bundle them up and hand those fears and anxieties over 
to the higher realms, the angels, the transmutation to the light. And if you don't have a belief set that supports the angelic realms, then just imagine that you can bundle up those old, faulty, outmoded, outdated beliefs and fears and just throw them away as far as you can right out into the distance until they disappear into nothingness, until they just disintegrate. And if your belief set supports a belief in Archangel Michael, then you may like to see what happens, what I see when I work with him closely. I'm handing over these beliefs, anxieties, worries directly to Archangel Michael. He holds them between two of his mighty fingers and then with the very slightest of pressure just brings the two fingers together, the thumb and the forefinger and you see or get a sense of what had tortured you, being trapped inside that heart for so long, the fears, the limiting beliefs, just dissolving into the light, just immediately, just completely dissolving into the light. This feeling now, that energy in the heart coming so much clearer. And you can go back and do this exercise as often as you want, just reaching into the heart, scooping out, bundling up, limiting beliefs, fears, anxieties about not being good enough, just handing them over to the divine or throwing them away as far as you can. Now, just allowing that energy of divine love to flow down into the solar plexus chakra in the middle of the abdomen just allow this chakra to be filled with the energy of divine love feeling it expanding as well and this time as the energy of love expands inside this chakra this chakra that deals with low self-esteem lack of confidence fears, worries, anxieties you feel this chakra opening up with a beautiful gold and yellow energy and it's opening up like a beautiful gold and yellow lotus. Those petals unfurling, opening wide. Feeling the energy, maybe even feeling some heat now starting to come into this solar plexus chakra. As once again you can reach deep inside this chakra and scoop out Scoop out from all through the solar plexus, all those areas where you have been out of your power, where you have lacked confidence, where you felt not good enough, not valuable enough, not worthy enough. Feeling yourself now, scooping out all of those beliefs, and you can ask the higher realms to assist you in this process as well. Scooping them out, handing them over to the higher realms for transmutation to the light handing them over to Archangel Michael directly, or just bundling it up and throwing it out to the universe. Wonderful. And now allowing the energy of divine love to flow freely throughout each and every part of that body, tingling now down into the feet, the toes, the fingertips, all through the body into each and every cell. And as it moves into each and every cell, it moves right down into the nucleus of the cell. And right down into the DNA of each and every cell nucleus. Flooding the DNA of each and every one of your trillions of cells with the energy of divine love for healing and for activation of more strands of your DNA. Just resting for a few moments now in this wonderful energy. And you may feel a tingling all through your body like little electrical impulses going through your body. To enjoy. Wow. <laughs> 
I went so far out with that. That was beautiful. I just just need to ground people and bring people back up to safely too. So yes. Just and as you did initially, Helene, just getting people now to focus on the soles of their feet and imagine that there are roots of energy like tree roots or strands of light that are flowing down from the soles of the feet deep down into the core of Mother Earth, bringing you back into full and perfect vibrational alignment in your body. Just doing a little mini count up as well. Just one, starting to feel the energy returning back up through the feet and the hands. Two, more and more energy up through the arms and the legs now. Three, feeling blood pressure, heart rate and pulse returning to a normal healthy level for you for getting closer to the surface feeling fully invigorated and five eyes open wide awake feeling good feeling fine coming right back into the room wow i have to tell you i'm sorry i interrupted you i went so far out then all of a sudden i heard you say something it sounded like you were finishing oh i have to say something <laughs> oh don't worry i've been i've been there myself sorry i interrupted it no 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 i just thought you know look it was probably fine if we'd finish there, but, you know, I, I want to bring people back into oh, line because we go <laughs> a lot deeper than and they realize. And we had a, a lot of energy with that. I was getting a lot of very cool energy wafting around me, which is one of my key signs mm. that the angels are working very closely with me. So, yeah. And that's mm. a, a good thing that you can incorporate as part of your, you know, daily self-healing meditation. It's very simple to do and very, very effective. Oh, I believe it. It was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Now, if I remember, you have a marvelous free gift for our people listening. Would you like to tell them about it? Okay. Um, Now, these are things that I do offer from time to time. So if people do miss out this time, just make sure that you get onto my list. And, um, you know, when no no set schedule to this, but if if I do offer it again and you do miss out, um, you know, make sure that you try again. It is only available to the first 15 people to register, and I am very strict about that. Um, That's one of my boundaries, because otherwise the very first time I offered something similar, although when I offered it the very first time, I was only offering a 15-minute one, I got so swamped with bookings. It was like, oh, I was so burned out and exhausted that I thought, no, I can't do it that way. I have to be, you know, work a little bit smarter on this one. So what I am offering is a free 30-minute private energy scan and angel healing with me. Um, That's valued at, uh, well, I've recently just dropped my price back a little bit on it. Uh, It was $120. It's now a $95 value, but that's absolutely free. And some of the things that I'll take you through on this, I do a full scan of your body and energy field to find out where you're stuck and blocked energetically to see what's holding you back. Sometimes it can be, you know, something you've been frustrated with for so long and you've had no idea that this is impacting you. But I I will usually pick it up quite easily when I'm doing the scan. Then um, I will come and describe to you what I've seen and then based on what I've seen and in partnership with the higher realms we do some healing around that uh, you know right on that call and then you know if you want to work with me further later on fine if you don't that, that's fine too this is my gift to to people um, who have not previously had one of these free energy scans with me so if you've already had one sorry but I, I do limit to, to one per person um, but if you haven't had one uh, and you hop on board really quickly, you can get one of these free 30-minute energy scans with me. And, um, you know, what comes through on these 30-minute sessions can just blow blow your socks off. It blows me away too. Um, you know, people often or well, usually report back to me, you know, how incredibly accurate I am with them. And I don't know how I'm doing it. I really don't know how I'm doing it. I just do it. Um, and you know, well, I know I have a lot of angelic guidance and help, so that's um, yeah, that's what I'm offering people. And also, I've, um, I'm also offering something to in your upgrade package for those people who buy all the recordings of uh, this Tele Summit, and that's a really beautiful meditation. It's called Receiving Divine Love. So, um, obviously, I highly recommend you to get Helene's upgrade package, and if you do, you get me as well. There you go. Wonderful gift, and all you need to do to get Michelle's free gift is go on to the calendar page and click free offer, and it'll be yours. So sign up right away. She's only giving a certain number. 
That's wonderful. I, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful gift. A whole thirty minutes of that. There's so and it's, much. It's, can... it's very personal. You know, we we mm-hmm. get very up close and of personal. Course. It, it's it's much nicer than. You know, I thought, well, what would I offer for this free gift? You know, I could offer a, a package that people purely download and, um, and you know, have it open to everybody. And I thought, no, I actually prefer to work um, with those people who are most drawn to working with me, who are most most passionate about, you know, getting to know more about the work I do. So that that's why I decided to offer the free sessions as private sessions with me. Sounds wonderful. So go ahead, everyone, and go click that button right now or right after the call. All right. Is there anything else that you would like to share as we get ready to close, Michelle? Um, It's been a lot of fun. I I hope that I've shared a lot of um, useful information for people. Before I started this call today, I did, as I always do um, with all the calls I speak on, I just went into that space of um, asking the angels to guide me to say those things that were most important for the people listening to the call to hear that would be potentially most transformational for them or inspiring for them. So um, I I hope that that has been uh, what people have experienced on this call. There's obviously lots and lots of other things I could have added as well Uh, it's a very comprehensive topic but know that your not good enough monster is actually your friend and has been trying to look after you is not the enemy so once you start treating that as your friend and thanking that part of you for protecting you looking after you keeping you safe from making a fool of yourself from fouling and so on then uh, things will shift and change quite easily so love love that aspect of you that has been trying to keep you safe and playing small rather than fighting against it and whatever uh, issue you're having in your life don't reject that shadow aspect of you embrace it in love and it will release its charge and you will evolve thank you so much you know i think that's true of all shadow aspects but it's important to get to know that part of us that aspect and make friends with it and actually love it Mm, and become more gentle with it and as that happens a whole new dynamic begins to form in you absolutely because if, if you're fighting against it it fights back even harder whereas if you love that it it feels safe and it lets go you can feel it letting go that's so true so I want to tell everyone, um, let's see, we have our call this afternoon with Christine Closer so that you can listen in a few more hours. And I want to thank Michelle. This is absolutely beautiful. I love that meditation. And I think it's important that we all work on taming our not good enough monsters. I want to say bye, everyone. And we'll oh, can I just add something? I knew there was something else I wanted to mention. Sure. Too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, the, you mentioned the book that I'm launching right. very soon. Oh. And um, a shame on you for forgetting that, Helene. You're one of yes, the coolest. Sure. I'm telling you, I went so far out with your meditation. I was lucky I could talk at all. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of used to getting that kind of reaction. That's all right. I, I think it's um, amusing, and I've been in that space myself, you know, with other people's meditations, so I get that. Um, yeah, so Helene has contributed a chapter to this book, which is called Embraced by the Divine, um, and it's very much about helping women to find their power, passion, and purpose, those women who are ready for a breakthrough, who are feeling the soul nudgings, the soul callings to do more in their life, to be more in alignment with their their life's mission if you like Um, but for whatever reason maybe have been making excuses to themselves as to why they can't do it and the the stories in this book including mine and including Helene's are really juicy raw up close and personal authentic stories of some of the trials and tribulations that we have been through and how we managed to move through those to get to the success that we enjoy now not saying everything is totally perfect in our lives, but uh, you know, it, it certainly it's 
that's a very big shift from where it was initially, I think, for both me and Helene and also all the other uh, co-authors who've contributed to this book. There are a lot of teaching tools within the book, a lot of processes, a lot of meditations and things. So it's a really good read and there's a lot of um, deep spiritual wisdom as well presented in a very... Um, you know, sort of can't put the book down kind of, of way. Once you start reading it, uh, you won't want to put it down. It, it's really, it's a really, really good read. And I, and I know that because I've read it so many times now doing all the editing and everything. <laughs> and I still and really enjoy the story. And we're offering gifts in the book as well, as well as teaching tools. That's right. Well, yes, that's right. Thanks for pointing that out. Each of the co-authors is, is presenting uh their own um, gifts as well and you know the the free gifts alone are, are worth well over two thousand dollars when you purchase the book so launch uh, date is anticipated to be mid-november um, and the, the website is called embraced by the com. and for people who want to have a look at it you're most welcome to if you want to register your interest in perhaps um, pre-purchasing a copy then there's a contact form where you can do that as well so yeah okay i remembered that bit I was so excited about it. I really, I really <laughs> traveled out there. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, so go and check out the website. Go and check out uh, Michelle's free gift, and we'll talk to you soon. And have a wonderful rest of the day. And we'll chat soon. Bye, bye, bye everyone. everyone. Bye, Helene. Bye. Bye, Michelle. <laughs> 